to the Holiday Survival Podcast. My name is Erin Billings and I am your host. The holidays can be the most wonderful time of the year or they can literally be the worst. My hope is that this podcast series will be a resource for you to not only survive this season, but thrive. Over the next couple of weeks, we will be sharing episodes on everything from how to navigate relationship challenges to how to set boundaries with family, friends, and colleagues. We will also be talking about how to find joy in new traditions and why prioritizing your values during the holidays is important. I hope you enjoy the show. Welcome back to the Holiday Survival Podcast. Today, we are going to be talking about something that I believe we all as adults in society need to be talking about at the holiday season. For many years, I have produced massive Christmas shows. I began working on concepts during the summer, sitting under an umbrella on the beach, and I started rehearsals for these shows in September and planned out every step until it was time to perform. And believe me, I know the importance of planning and how it can help you during the holiday season. So that's why I have our guests for this episode, Allegra Ramos and Natasha Corrigan, who between them have five businesses and three kids, and they're on a mission to help moms and caregivers prioritize themselves, save time, and accomplish their goals. So ladies, thank you so much for being here Would you mind introducing yourself, who you are, what you do, so that our audience can get to know you? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I'm Natasha. I'm Allegra. And together we are Beyond Your Wildest Dreams. That's the name of the business that we started together. And we've known each other for about a decade. But uh, about four years ago, three years ago, 2019, I had just come back from a month-long trip in Oaxaca. And Natasha said to me, I don't understand. You, I know you have multiple businesses. I know you homeschool your child. You just spent a month in Oaxaca. How do you do it? And I said, you know, planning. And I know planning is, I don't, <laughs> I don't feel like planning is a really well-defined word in our culture. But if you want to use a word, I think, I feel, or sentence that better describes what, to me, planning means. Planning means just being strategic about your time so that you're doing what you want to do. And in productivity, there's a saying, for every one minute of planning, you save 10 minutes of doing. And I feel like I really benefited from that in my life. But, um, but you know, this, all, this kind of all started, the idea behind Beyond Your Wildest Dreams started about eight years ago when my daughter was approaching five. And at that point, I was feeling really frustrated. I was feeling like I was doing a lot of things, but nothing really well. Especially, I was frustrated with my personal life. I felt like my business and financial life were doing well, but I felt like my my personal health, my personal relationships, I felt like I was not having the results I wanted to see in those areas of my life. And so I took a few days and I holed up in a monastery, literally a monastery. There were men in big sackcloths with, you know, the, the Friar <laughs> Tuck haircut. They're Franciscans. It's a Franciscan monastery. Oh, wow. And I got to eat really sodium-heavy food, which is delicious. <laughs> and I just <laughs> spent a few days just thinking about why I was having success in some areas and not others. And I have my MBA, and I think it's because I learned about habit formation and productivity during my time in MBA school that I just had a tendency to use that in like the MBA-ish parts of my life. 
And I thought, well, what if I applied those to the personal side of my life? And when I did that, I was starting to see the results I wanted to see. And so I'll let Natasha tell her side of the story. Yeah, so I do not have my MBA, but my planning journey is a little bit different than Allegra's. I was really good at planning contained events, like whether it's a professional event or a birthday party or a summit or that kind of thing. If it had a specific date and parameters, fantastic. But if it was open-ended, and especially if it only involved like myself, if there was no one else at stake, I would just continue to backward my, my, my whatever, whatever the plan was, whatever the goal, it would just kind of take a backseat to whatever was needed in the moment. And so a few years ago, I see Allegra like, you know, She's running her own business. She's homeschooling. Her family just took this month-long trip to Oaxaca. And I'm just thinking, well, I'm running my own home-based business and I'm raising my kids and that's like about it. I feel like I'm in survival mode. Like I'm just able to keep my head slightly above water, but all these other things that I've got ideas about that I would like to fulfill on, I'm not able to get traction on. And always just kind of feeling like I'm spinning my wheels in some in some ways, in some respects. And so born through this conversation, she and I, you know, already friends, we've known each other, our kids are friends. And she's like, well, this is the planner I use. And this is how I use it. And that kind of thing. And so she starts informally coaching me and then lockdown hits and everything kind of blew apart. But then we came back to it and we're having these conversations. She's asked, checking in with me. She's like, so have you kind of started using it the way that I expressed to you and so forth. And through these conversations, this informal coaching, BYW Dreams was born basically. And we love to tell people that like we've built this business, you know, just small snippets of time. We have like a regularly scheduled meeting time. We meet during that time. We have things that we do on our own and that kind of thing. But like Wednesday by Wednesday, Wednesday was our, our meetup day. Wednesday by Wednesday, we were building this, this business. And that's really kind of a lot of what BYWD is about is like these small incremental changes, you know, like these small incremental commitments and showing up for those small incremental things build over time. And we like to also say that like, you know, it, it doesn't have to be 100% all the time, 110%. There's a lot of that kind of like culture going, like, gotta give it 110% all the time. We like to say 70% right. is great. <laughs> 70% is fantastic, <laughs> you know? And that's, you know, and sometimes, sometimes you're having 30% days, but showing up in consistency is way more important than, you know, give it 110% all the time. Plus it's not realistic. I totally agree. It's being faithful in the small things and that leads to the big things and the big opportunities. That's been my experience in my life and in my career and even in my personal life too. So you said that between you, you have five businesses and three kids and then I hear homeschooling too and we know that that's a whole different mm -hmm. ball game. How do you guys do it? Well, first of all, we're not a couple, right? We're just friends. So <laughs> those right. three kids. There right, are, right. There are <laughs> right, other no, no, no. <laughs> there are other adults responsible for the kids too, which thank goodness because I had a little bit of a feeling of being single parenting this last week as my husband was out of town and that's that's a whole another thing. When my husband and I talked about having a kid, I specifically said I only want to do it if I'm working for myself. You know, my father had worked for himself and I was able to see how he was able to take off time for family vacations and he he coached my soccer teams and that sort of thing. And I, I knew I wanted to be really hands-on. And same thing with the homeschooling. It was something I'd learned about before I got pregnant and my daughter loves it. I've always offered her the opportunity to go to regular school if she wants to. And she's like, why would I give up my life? And I was like, <laughs> 
She's like, I like getting up late and having my dog all day long. So we make it work. And, you know, it's really just about prioritization. There are lots of things I don't do. Like, I rarely go out, period. (laughs) There are very few people that I spend evening time with. Monday through Friday, you know, almost nothing. And, I mean, the only time I've gone out this year is my husband and I date nights and to see stand-up comedians perform. Like, I don't go to bars. No, I don't go listen to musicians. I'm very purposeful about my time and my energy. So I think that's the thing. And I don't feel like I'm giving up anything. Literally, my husband's like, hey, Foo Fighters are in town. You want to go? And I was like, "Uh, I'd rather get a root canal. That's, it's one of my, (laughs) it's like the third rung of hell for me going to a rock concert. I'm really good at not shooting on myself. In our society, we say women, Natasha and I talk about how women often get shitted on both by culture and by our families. Like, you should do this. You should do that. You should do this. And, you know, when I was young, I just realized I don't enjoy bars. Why would I force myself to go to a bar? And I think, you know, that mentality is just kind of carried through by being really clear about my priorities. I, I know where I want to spend my time. It's about the priorities and your values, right? First and foremost, like getting clear on that so that you don't shit on yourself. That really segues beautifully into like this idea of how planning is important during the holidays, right? Like there's lots of traditions that you can participate in, the families and that kind of thing. It's about like finding what really is something that benefits your family and or that you really enjoy. Like you really love going to maybe go see the Nutcracker or something along those lines, right? So that would be something that you say, all right, we're gonna prioritize that, right? But like maybe going ahead and going to so-and-so's tree trimming party or your office Christmas party, that's Allegra. You know, maybe that's not, you know, not a priority. And so the obligations are feeling like you have to do something that really you don't love doing. We give you permission to not do them, <laughs> you know, and that's, that starts there. And like we have clear examples in our book, Rock Your Holidays, and we'll talk about it in the presentation that we do. But like, just for instance, one example is there was a time period when I realized that I felt like I should do holiday cards. And I said, I'm not enjoying this. Why do I have to do these? And I also realized that there were a small group of people that I would like to keep in touch with in a holiday card way. And I said, you know what? I'm just going to narrow it down to just those people. And that feels good. And then there was a time period when my child was really young where I didn't do holiday cards at all because I just felt like my energy was better spent in other places. And now that my child's a little bit older, I've kind of gotten back into doing a little bit of holiday card thing. But I will never be that person that sends out 300 holiday cards because that <laughs> that's painful to me. And <laughs> I am not a masochist. The only way, way I would do that is if it was like a service where they addressed them, they mailed them out for you, and you literally just input the addresses and it's all kind of like automated because I'm with you. That is not (laughs) where I want to. Yeah, I've seen them and I'm like, that's genius. Mm -hmm. My mother would love it, but holiday cards are kind of antiquated these days. Snail mail in general is kind of antiquated. And so I do like the, the nice touch of like a handwritten card. I do appreciate that. But then my monkey brain starts and it's like, uh, who has time for that? Yeah. And if that's something you enjoy, great. Awesome. Fantastic. You know, like 
we're not about telling you what you should yes. do, right? We're just ta- telling you about like, get clear right. about mm-hmm. what, you know, what you value. And so starting there, that this is the jumping off point for, you know, this, the holiday season. And, and we encourage people to like, just go ahead and really get clear about all the things you do and then really get clear about which ones are the things you really enjoy doing and having that be your focus, having that be the thing that you then place into your calendar and and giving you permission and the way prioritizing yourself is part of giving permission to say no, right? And so when I say prioritize yourself, we talk about self-care. In fact, we were just on our, we do a live uh, broadcast every every week on just a quickie, like just to check in with our community and sit, tell them what's going on. And we just talked about how during this time of year, making sure that you have self-care and prioritizing yourself during this time of year is super important. Otherwise, you know, burnout is a legit thing. And the holiday season, there's just a lot of cultural um, agreement around the stress of the holidays and that kind of thing. And so, you know, and I'm not saying it's made up. I'm just saying that like, you know, there is a way to go ahead and combat that by really, you know, don't suddenly throw your exercise routine out the window because things are getting stressful. Don't, you know, like so make sure that you're still taking care of yourself, making sure that self-care is number one priority, holiday magic, you know, maybe a couple, second or third or fourth down the list during this time of year. I know that as somebody who worked in church for a good bit of time, it was almost like my self-care went out the Mm -hmm. window at this time of year because I was so busy dealing with productions or dealing with this particular event or this event or this party or, you know, I have over 500 people in my department and they all want me to come over to their house for something, whether it's a party or a gathering Mm -hmm. or a small group or whatever. It is like, oh, my God, I don't have this time. What would you recommend Mm -hmm. to somebody who, like I was in the past, just completely overwhelmed? How do you address that overwhelm? And like you said, give permission to just be like, this is what I can do and stick to that. I mean, I think everything starts with a change in your mindset. And we like to always talk about how on an airplane and they tell you to put on your oxygen mask first. And what they don't tell you is because if you don't put on your oxygen mask, you'll be passed out in the aisle and then you're no good to anybody. And that's the same thing with self-care. Self-care is not (laughs) mani-pedis. Self-care is defined now. And actually, there's a great article. uh, I could give you the link in Prevention Magazine earlier this year. They were talking about how, you know, self-care is about doing what you require mentally and physically to take care of your health. And Natasha and I always say self-care is health care. So if you don't prioritize yourself, if you continue to sacrifice yourself on the altar of your family, your work, whatever, whatever altar you're choosing to sacrifice yourself on, then you're just not going to show up as your best self in all areas of your life, you know, and and you're going to feel drained. You know, there's a statistic that about 70% of working parents feel burnt out, and that's just not sustainable. You know, we really want to teach our workshops in business settings in order to bring to light this fact that it's not sustainable to keep putting yourself, you know, on the back burner. That doesn't work. So, Put on your oxygen mask first. You have to make that shift in mindset that you will be a better person in all areas of your life if you take care of yourself. I love that. What areas do you see where people tend to trip themselves up the most when it comes to making preparations for the holidays? Good question. 
it, it kind of ties into what we just were talking about a little bit, feeling the obligations, like, and having them, like, feeling obligated for, to do certain things, right? Number one. Number two is we suggest that, like, you kind of plan your holiday season or those big nuggets in those things that are really a priority into your schedule and calendar, like starting in like September, like take a look in September. We, we often talk about like going ahead and like in September, like I know that for sure our family wants to go see this holiday show. I know for sure we're going to host this tree trimming party. I know for sure we're going to go to so-and-so's house for Thanksgiving and the day after we do such and such, right? So those things to make sure we put those things in first and foremost, and then build around that, right? And so the the idea, the thing a lot of times is that the holidays, even though Target and Costco start putting up Christmas decorations, you know, like the day after Halloween or whatever, it sometimes can catch mm-hmm. us by surprise, right? We just feel like, oh my gosh, already it's November. Oh my gosh, it's already Thanksgiving, right? I feel like that's an experience year after year after year. It's like, how is it already the end of the year? You know, that kind of thing. But just preempt, we know it's coming. <laughs> so to be like preemptively going, okay, I'm going to put these nuggets in. And then also checking in with my, you know, if you're, if you're a parent, checking in with like, maybe those things that you did with your kids when they were younger, don't really apply anymore. You know, certain things like we, we used to do this gingerbread decorating party thing that we would go to. Right. And my kids are kind of aging out of that. And as a mom, I'm like, oh, I want to keep doing it because you want to keep them young and stuff. But so sometimes just step in and be like, okay. It is a lot of fun and maybe you want to go ahead and, you know, and just really check in with your kids. And I, I, this year I had said to my kids like, Hey, do you guys still want to do this gingerbread? And they really do actually. So, you know, but to check in because there is going to be a moment where they're not into it anymore, you know? <laughs> so that kind of thing too, to just be preemptive. And I, you know, I asked them months ago about it because the invitation for it was out there and, and so forth. So just to be a little bit, just, you know, it's coming. So what can you, pregame. I love that. I even love the idea Mm -hmm. of like having a family meeting of, okay, what are we doing? Especially if you did that in like September. Mm -hmm. That's honestly, I'm going to call my mom after we get done with this and be like, yo, next year and every year forward, we start in September because my family tends to do things at the last minute and it drives me up Mm -hmm. the wall. It's stressful. It's stressful doing things at the last minute too. Like if you want to reduce your own stress, you know, plan earlier. For, forget the 10 minutes, you know, the whole one minute, 10 minutes that we said earlier. Think about how much stress you'll just remove 100% by not waiting till the last minute. Well, the other thing I just want to mention is that if you're listening to this and you're, it's the midst of the holidays already, right? We're already in December and you feel like, oh, it's too late to pregame. We also love to suggest to you that like January 2nd, just jot down what worked and what didn't work. It's fresh in your mind of like what you know, like, you're like, mm-hmm. you know what? That holiday party that I feel like I have to go to every year, that's just kind of a no. I get there. I don't really care. I don't really know anybody. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it just feels like I've been invited. So I got to go, whatever the reason is, right? <laughs> to just, you know, go ahead and do a little moratorium because by the time September rolls around, you may not remember, you know what? I didn't really enjoy that. Or, you know what? We went and it was yeah. kind of a disaster. So don't feel like this advice is too late. We love to check in post holiday season and be like, we never need to do that again. Or, hey, I really wish we had planned for this earlier, you know, and then jot that in your 2024 calendar. Like, hey, buy mm-hmm. those tickets in August, whatever, whatever it may be. You know, like we always, we know we always visit my folks on the East Coast. There's no reason to buy those tickets later in the year. Like as soon as we can kind of 
work out those dates in August or July or whatever, just to handle that, handle it early and early as early as they're going to be cheaper. They're going to be cheaper. You've got those dates down. You know, maybe you purchase. Make sure you definitely yeah. purchase. You know, the written insurance or whatever because you know stuff changes. But if you know you're going to do it, sooner the better. Moratorium, pregame and moratorium. Those bookends are are definitely things that will help you for the following holiday as well. So let's talk about maintenance whenever we're in the season, mm -hmm. because, you know, you can pregame and then the crap can oh, hit yeah. the fan. And it's like, so so how do you manage the week to week? You know, you've got a plan in place, but sometimes things might or might not work. How do you manage that? Well, one of the things we have in our book, Rock Your Holidays, by the way, our book is not, you can see it's super short. It's about an hour to go through. And it's a workbook. It's not just a book book. And, you know, what Natasha was talking about in terms of doing, you know, the post-season analysis, like there's room to do that in the back in there too. So one of our tips in Rock Your Holidays is to list out all the things you want to do and then to prioritize them from one to three, right? One, like, this must happen or I will feel robbed of my holiday joy, right? And then two is like, this would be great to happen if there's time. And three is like, it could happen this year. I can do it every other year. It's not a must. And so when things go to hell in the handbasket, that's when you're like, okay, only ones. Anything that was a two or a three this week is just not happening. We're just focusing on the ones. That's where just, you know, this is just being really clear about your priorities. Then you can just narrow down. We're just going to do the things that we have to do. And like week. we mentioned earlier too, don't throw away your, your self-care in those moments. There is a baseline about self-care, like you got to drink water, you got to like make sure you get that walk in, whatever it is so that you have the mental capacity because stuff is definitely coming up. You can pregame all you want. Things are definitely coming up, right? 100%. So that's that's a given. So making sure that you're definitely like mentally and physically as well taken care of as you possibly can be will help with that as well. I love that. And I just want to tell one story to just kind of like make this hit home. I heard about this mom whose you know adult son was diagnosed with a really serious illness. And she said, okay, I am going to be pristine with my eating, with my sleeping, and with my exercise because I know that I need to be my best self so I can help my child. And I think people always think like, for I don't know why in our culture we have this thought that like, oh, that stuff's, that stuff's nice to have. No, it, you have to change your mindset about it. You have to take care of it. No, just like no one can drink your water for you, no one can do your self-care for you. Amen. I love that. <laughs> so tell us about your talk that is going to be out on the Holiday Survival Podcast private feed. So we're going to talk about our book, Rock Your Holidays, Three Simple Steps to Having Fun While Getting Things Done. And we're just going to teach it like a workshop, basically. So this book in workshop form where we go through how to game plan your holiday season and then also how to kind of post-mortem your holiday season afterwards. So no matter when you, you know, if you happen to catch this as a recording on December 29th, there's still something for you to learn. You're in the prime mindset to post-mortem, right. how things went and what you want to do that. differently. So everything we've talked about just now, we're going to synthesize it into like a workable situation, a workable workshop, basically, so that you can take all the things that we've talked about and really apply it. Wonderful. How can our listeners connect with you on social media or do you have a website? 
We have a website. It's bywdreams.com. Beyondyourwildestdreams.com. Bywdreams.com. And we're available on all socials at that same handle, at bywdreams. Great. Well, we will put that in the show notes. So everybody, if you want to hear their workshop or you want to connect with them on socials or look at their website, please go to our show notes and you will find those links there. Thank you so much, Natasha and Allegra. I love this conversation. I think that there are a lot of people out there listening that are like, yes, I need to hear this. Thank you for listening to the Holiday Survival Podcast. If you enjoyed the show and you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a rating and a review so that other people can see just how wonderful this podcast series is. We also have a private podcast series featuring our expert guests where they will be guiding you through this season with their patented methods to help you thrive during what can be a very hard time of year. To learn more about how you can subscribe to the private podcast series or for more information about our expert guests, please go to the show notes or holidaysurvivalpod.com. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope that you have a wonderful holiday season.